Happy holidays, uh, one and all, and welcome once again to another TMG interview. I'm happy to have back in front of me for some good movie talk, a former podcast guest, multi-time interviewee to the pages of the movieguys.net, the writer, producer, director, the everything for a new film called Getaway, a slasher film, just in time for the holidays. It's available on VOD December 22nd. Happy to be talking to Blaine Weaver. Hello. It's so good to be talking to you again. Right on. Um, and I was the MC for the Los Angeles premiere, the tug screening of the movie Favor, Paul Osborne's thriller that you were in many moons ago. Yep. Um, starred in that film with Patrick Day. And it's about a guy, if you don't know, you should go watch and find this film. It's, it's great. But a guy who accidentally kills a woman he's having a fling with, and he asks his buddy to help get rid of the body. You know, So that, of course, leads down a whole sordid path of, of sick and twisted stuff. So my first question to Paul in the Q&A was, what's wrong with you? <laughs> and now I've seen Getaway. It's a slasher film about, uh, you know, that's coming out during the holidays. So Blaine, what's wrong with you? Oh, well, I don't think we have enough time really <laughs> to cover all of the different issues that I struggle with. <laughs> <laughs> Just but, the yeah. ones that made you make a sick piece of twisted slasher movie like this. <laughs> I mean, I love those kind of movies. That's me personally, like, like favor, please go out and rent favor. If you haven't seen it, Paul Osborne, writer, director, and I, I think he's genius. I, I really do. I think he's incredibly talented. And uh, that's a really fun movie, if you like the psychological twists and turns. And uh, Getaway, uh, please rent or b purchase it tomorrow. <laughs> uh, it, and, I, it, and let me just say, I've, I've had a couple of interviews with a romantic comedy called Modern Persuasion that's come out. You know, and it's the same type of thing. Don't settle for what's you're being force fed on streaming services you know, go out and find rent a movie right we rented movies remember that Blaine? remember renting i remember movies? i was a big fan <laughs> big fan spent yes, a good it. hour and a half you know uh looking through the aisles that was a big part I of know. whoever you're with is like hey i need uh we need, let's pick something and i'm just like leave me <laughs> there's a process here okay <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but also i mean i goof uh, about you know this coming out during the holidays but it's counter-programming yeah, I, you know, who, who knows what they're thinking about anything, but like I, I got a uh, distribution deal for this movie uh, about six, seven months ago through Gravitas Ventures, and they're like, we want to put it December. I'm like, but October is so close to December. Are you sure? And they're like, no, no, December. Okay, whatever you want. Uh, Counter-programming makes sense to me. There's got to be a, a, a hunger for a slasher movie right now when Santa movies are all over the place. Yeah, that's a little too saccharine out there. Let's mess things up a little bit. I, I remember I when the, the girl with the dragon tattoo, Fincher's version of that came out, it was, they they tagged it in the trailer as the feel bad movie of the holidays right. or of the year, perhaps. <laughs> and, you know, they're right on both counts. So let's set the film up. The general premise is college students go into the woods to make a slasher film and they end up being in one. Uh, it fulfills the grocery list of things you want in a horror film. We got the cabin in the woods. We got the young kids making out. They're all good looking. You know, it's in and out in about 90 minutes. Characters making bad decisions. All that stuff that you want. <laughs> um, but tell us what else we need to know to uh, to get hyped up about Getaway. I don't think you need to walk in knowing anything. You know, I really do. Uh, I, I love slasher movies. I love scary movies. Um, I've seen a lot recently, uh, you know, research for making this movie and things that I didn't want to do. And uh I just really wanted to make something that's scary, that's edge of your seat, that's fun and uh, occasionally funny. And 
you know, something that you can get all the jumps and scares that you want, uh, but also have a fulfilling film experience. And I feel like uh, Getaway does all that. Uh, we, we goof around a lot on the, uh, the kind of meta uh, situation that's happening where it's a movie about college kids making a movie whilst the, a killer is also filming his kills. So it's, there's several layers of this movie insider jokes. And so every, every bad day I've ever had on set kind of went into the- uh, There planet. it is. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Well, I've wanted to kill many people on set. Right. Now I get to. I'm gonna kill this aggressive director. I'm gonna kill this hack actor. I'm gonna kill the, <laughs> whoever is on set is, uh, is a victim to, uh, to, to me. <laughs> For the potential viewers, uh, come for the familiar. You know, it's a slasher film with a cool setup. But stay for the finale, which is not familiar. So clearly we're not going to say anything about it here, but Blaine uh, brings the hammer down at the end of the movie. <laughs> well, that's one <laughs> thing. That I, I love the, the, um, the, the, not paint by numbers, that's the wrong way to talk about it, but the familiarity of a horror film, a slasher film, very much to me is like a romantic comedy you kind of know the beats and the thing that makes the romantic comedy fun or the horror film fun is the path you take through these beats, you know, how to make it your own um, whilst sticking to what, you know, the audience wants. Um, and I, I, I feel like with Getaway, we, um, we figured out a good way to, to, to drive that road. Um, and I, I like the third act a lot. Yeah. And then you get, a, instead of a cute meat, it's a cute kill. Mm-hmm. for for your there you go. Film. <laughs> now uh tell me about these actors because i don't know any of them i mean and that's uh i mean i'm sure they would say the same it's like hey i we don't have extensive resumes unless i'm wrong and i just clearly have dodged them their whole careers but i was excited to get to know them i'll tell you a few i, I liked uh emma norville Please. she seemed very much a natural in this part uh she's the young girl who gets involved in this in, in a small acting part in the film at the last minute come along with us okay then she goes of course gets embroiled in this whole thing right. and i enjoyed watching abigail haggerty as well as the wound way too tight director uh, tabitha um as you probably pulled from your own experience frighteningly authentic perhaps the most frightening <laughs> thing in the movie uh, tabitha <laughs> well it's funny like because you and i know that you and i have seen you know that uh the control freak you know director kind of thing and i don't think she's too big in it at all i think she's perfect <laughs> <laughs> right yeah uh, who else is there? Do uh, you want to spotlight in the performances? Uh, Danielle Carosa is great. Uh, Kyle Mangold um, is a, one of my favorite. All of my favorite lines really belong to Michael Recchia, who plays Krog. Um, that was kind of the most fun character to write. But um, yes, they're all brand new. Like this is um, the first feature film for every one of the lead actors, with the exception of I think uh, two actors one who's uh this actor hank stone who's been around forever and was in like the patriot with mel gibson and has this amazing you know uh laundry list of uh, resume and uh, josh cody who was in a movie called santa girl that i directed a couple of years ago uh, who is the uh, next to last guy who's been around hank hank stone is he yeah. a, is he the creepy old guy he's a creepy old okay guy, just yeah. so if you were if you did bring out the grocery list there is a creepy old guy as well <laughs> in is. this horror movie which you need i it's got you got to be there but yeah, everybody was was brand new. It was a really interesting uh, process of how the movie came about. Basically, I had done a Christmas movie um, shooting at this university in Virginia, uh, Shenandoah University 
it's the name of the school and they have a, a prestigious uh, acting uh, conservatory there. Uh, very difficult to get into, you know, all the kids go off and become movie stars and stuff like that. So um, I made this Christmas movie, Santa Girl, starring Jennifer Stone and Devin Warkheiser and Barry Bostwick. Now available on Netflix if you guys feel like watching a Santa movie. Uh, anyways, uh, so we made that movie and then I had made a deal with the LA production company to go back to the same university and make a different movie that was more of a thriller kind of thing. And I was out there in prep and, you know, the idea is, uh, you know, we bring in the main actors from Los Angeles. We uh, support them with local hires and we shoot on the campus because, you know, the, the, the story itself had a university component. Financing fell through on that movie. And so I was like, wow, I've been out here for like two weeks prepping. I guess I'll just go back to Los Angeles. And um, the production company in Virginia was like, no, hold on a second. You're out here. Maybe we can figure out something to make for a smaller budget, you know, just like a full on gorilla experience, you know, to, to make a tiny movie. And I had no ideas, uh, but I had this older script uh, for Getaway that had been sitting around for a decade or so. And I revisited that and uh, I called uh, Chad McLarnan, who's a great DP, um, who also is a producer on the movie and he's also a horror aficionado. And we just started kind of like talking about like, what would it take? Like we have this opportunity to make something super micro budget, super quick, um, can we do it? And through that process, we decided to go for it. And we cast the entire movie from the Shenandoah Conservatory acting program. Um, and, oh. you know, great actors, but with no experience on set. So, but it was exciting, you know, getting to not just offer like supporting roles or something like that, but like, no, you are carrying this movie on your shoulders. It was nerve wracking. We weren't sure if it was gonna work. It, you know, we knew we were gonna make something fun for us. But we were like, you know, who knows what we'll be able to pull off. And like, I'm so proud of the movie. I think it's super fun. It's everything that I want it to be. It's scary. The performances are great. Uh, and I'm so proud of that cast. Yeah. I mean, you're so you're launching careers. Yeah, kind of. And, you know, I, like I feel like as a director, you always kind of feel like this paternal feeling about your cast of like, you know, uh, I want you to have done things before that help my movie, but I want you to keep doing things after to help my movie, but also I want this to help you, you know, and, and with this, it's never been so purely a everyone's launching pad, you know, um, which is, I mean, it's just super fun when you get into it and like try to figure out what these actors do well and then spotlighting that, you know, uh, in many ways, it's kind of reverse engineering how you normally do it where you write, you know, a uh, uh, group of characters and then you find the exact person to play that character and this we were kind of saying well I think you're great at this so maybe we make this mm -hmm. character a little more like this kind of way um, which I think you see a lot on movies when people work for mo many months together and whatnot and uh, this we spent a lot of time together but it wasn't that long a time if that makes sense but uh, just loving my cast and trying to give them the the best material they have to to get up there and knock it out of the park given that there were not a lot of people with experience uh on film at this i assume it's a lot of theater they're doing in, in a typical actor training program exactly what, was there was there did you break any hearts were there too many people was there like were you saying wow this is, i'm amazed at how much talent there was here it was like okay these select people kind of got this next level talent or 
I think so. I, I think yeah. that that kind of thing, it, it's very hard to sidestep that kind of thing. Um, but like one thing that was oddly turned out to be a benefit to us was uh, there was another, there was a play going on at the same time. And I lost some actors to the play and uh, you know, we were dancing around. So it was very weird because when you make a movie, you're like, the movie is all that matters. It's like yeah. we're doing the movie yeah, 16 hours a day for four weeks and then that's it. And because we were doing it, you know, in, conjunction with this you know university or whatever like i was borrowing them you know and like it was very... sorry i gotta do quilters i know you gotta shoot today <laughs> dude you don't know how many times i threw a fit of like you have to do what what are you doing <laughs> i'm going to choir practice or something i'm like no choir practice this month it's just this month uh but we were able to you know work around their schedule to the most part i, I will say it was one of the hardest I would say that it's the hardest shoot I've ever actually done. Okay, let um, me interrupt you there because you did yeah. say, well, now we're going to throw out what we're going to do for this micro budget, quick, easy shoot. Okay, so what happened? Because there's no way it was a micro budget, quick, easy shoot. What were your problems? Or if it was, please explain because you pulled off Thank everything you wanted to. It was, uh, it was a nightmare shoot in everything except for the personalities. You know, like uh, I, I'm sure you've heard the stories or maybe even seen what it's like when one or more than one person is a jerk on a set. Like it really can be just the worst place to be in the world uh, because you're like I said, 16 hours a day. This is what you're doing. And if you have somebody with a bad personality or bad attitude or something like that, God, it just takes it out of you so much. This was not that. Everybody was super excited and on board from the beginning, which, you know, can be the worst, the, the, the most difficult thing about making a movie. Everything else went wrong. Everything else went wrong. Uh, <laughs> Let me before, throw some things. <laughs> yeah. uh, crocodile attack. Okay, no, not that. But uh, weather. Weather, inclement weather. Uh, it was, we, we got this great location called Buffalo Gap Retreat, which is, was a former boy summer camp. Great. Had all these cabins. We can stay there. We can shoot all night. We got a caretaker who's there, you know, and like we worked all this into the movie, right? All these little things, little details, we would just kind of work into the movie in some way. So there's a caretaker in Getaway, the movie. Anyways, uh, we're, we're getting ready to do it and they have closed for the season and we scouted it and it was really warm and came back five days later, freezing, so cold. Like, you know, I've been in Los Angeles forever and uh, not used to Virginia winters. They had shut off the water pipes because they were freezing. So we had no running water, uh, which meant no showers, no toilets, you know, like there was a outhouse essentially. So that all these things that you don't think of that come with the being cold uh, got problematic. And then uh, they didn't have heaters. So we had little box heaters all over the place. Uh, it was just basically, hey, it's getting cold, so we're shutting down, and me not really understanding what all that means. I grew up in upstate New York. That's why I live in L.A. now. Right. Because of all that. Who needs all that? I worked on a cruise ship. Turns out, don't have to be cold. So here I am now. There you go. Well, I will <laughs> say in the weather thing, one, one other thing that happened is we were racing to finish the film by the Thanksgiving break from the university, right? So we're on like tight, tight schedule. And then two days before the last day of shooting, blizzard. Can't get on the road, can't do anything. Uh, so we had to pull an audible and uh, Abigail uh, Haggerty, who gets uh, 
Well, she comes to an untimely end, spoiler, at a certain point. <laughs> and that whole thing we shot during snow day. Uh, so it was that we changed all of it and just went to the apartment that my DP was staying in, shot all of that, pretending to be the cabin. Uh, I was the killer. Chad ran the mic and the camera at the same time. And uh, we uh, poor, poor There you man. go. Just put the mask on whoever, right? It's like uh, the Mandalorian. I mean, I think you'd Pascal's. be surprised how yeah. often I uh, exactly. am wearing that mask in this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's like Black Panther, Mandalorian. It's like, how often does that guy have to show up to set? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, every once in a while. Uh, how about equipment? Equipment go nuts on you? or? Uh... Uh, well, we had very little, uh, very little equipment. We did a uh, camera rental. Um, uh, Black Magic, I believe, is what we shot on. But we only had, we, we had a very small lighting kit and we had no one who knew how to use it except for the director of photography. Uh, we had um, a couple of film students who were helping out, but Chad would literally have to move pretty much every light himself. And when you're outside and shooting at night, you know that there's lots of lights, you know, just to give that moon glare, to, you know, give that moody feeling. So, yes, you don't like yourself for shooting at night. You clearly, oh man, what a self hating director. <laughs> <Idea>. <laughs> I, I thought no big deal and uh that was that was crazy we had uh our sound department was a constantly revolving group of sound students uh so there was no one guy and so every day there was a new learning curve that had to happen with sound um it was hard and making up for that um that uh, blizzard night required a 19 hour day which i've never done in my life um, none of the actors worked straight through, but Chad and I did where we would go from one set and we were like, all right, come back in three hours, take a nap or something. And we shot all around the clock and wrapped uh, when the sun came up. It was crazy. A missed opportunity. It's a one time, you know, these are young, fresh, non-union actors. You could have run them through 24, 25 hour days. <laughs> I know. I felt terrible, but uh, I'm like, you'll be very happy when the movie is done and it's not missing giant chunks of scenes. At the end of the second act, uh, before they leave the, uh, the, the wilderness, all of that was done in one day, which is crazy. Like when you look at it, it's like a 15, 20 minute segment of the movie that was all shot in one day, which never happens. So every indie film, which, you know, this would be considered that for sure, has these stories. It's just the best. And they all, and then when you see the film, you're like, oh, well, it looks like they just had a good time shooting them. <laughs> so right. if you can pull that off, congratulations. Well, one of the great things I think about how Getaway turned out and like the final version of it is we took our problems and we pivoted. You know, we if something didn't look right or a kill didn't uh, satisfy, we would move and try something else so there's so many things that i'm watching the movie i'm like oh this wasn't supposed to be this this was supposed to be that but we decided it looked stupid so we have this scene now uh just like the the scene shot in the my dp's bathroom uh <laughs> that was supposed to be this like much bigger set piece that we weren't quite sure how we were going to work out and this happened and it's a great little part of a, a sequence there and seamless well done thank nice you pivot. so much yeah um <laughs> Now you've acted in a number of your films, but not this one. You didn't. Uh, you didn't see yourself as a, a teen hot college student. Or... I just. I, I felt like this. <laughs> I felt like no there offense, were very, I mean... No, no, thank you. I appreciate that. There, there were very limited uh, places for me to go, and you know, I, I do feel like 
what I always say when I'm uh, directing and acting in something, I'm like, I absolutely, I love acting. I love acting and directing, but I want it to be a part that should or needs to be me for some reason or another. Um, uh, otherwise, you know, I should stand behind the camera and, you know, put the, the right guy in it. I just did this, um, this movie where I put myself into it. But one of the reasons I did was because there's a fight scene with the lead actor, you know, and I'm like, well, I have stunt experience on this and, you know, nobody's going to be more careful with the main actor than I am. So that should probably be me. With this, I was like, no, Hank is way scarier than I am for this role. Yeah. And I just don't think they need another grown up in there because it's really about these college kids um, experience. And that, that was one thing that was so fun about writing it and working with the actors is like, you know, I'd written the script a long time ago and they were not afraid to tell me that they don't talk like this. You know, I would never say this, like who says this? You know, they would just mock me and that would help <laughs> the uh, dialogue become more uh, appropriate for uh, college students. But, but no, no part for Blaine Weaver in this, except for the occasional stunt killer. Right. When necessary, you jump. When in. necessary, which is what you do. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you do you like delegating? Because you are writer, producer, and uh, and director here. It's so much your vision. Do you worry going? Okay, take care of this for me, please, and don't screw it up. You know, or do you want <laughs> right. to just do everything? How do you? What, what kind of mindset do you get? I know this. This this might be like splitting hairs a little bit. I love delegating. I always worry about partnering. You know delegating is great for me because I get to hire incredibly talented people like Chad McLarnon, you know, and, and saying, here's the vision that I'd like. And we talk about it. And he brings all of his skill and experience from cinematography and directing and horror love. And uh, he gets to make my version better. You know, I feel like partnering is when I, you're struggling for the final vision. Uh, like I love working with Paul Osborne, but I know this is Paul Osborne's vision that I'm helping to uh, accomplish, you know, and I love that. And directing is so satisfying when you build a team, you get to choose the most talented people you can find and say, here's the vague idea that I wanna convey. Will you help me do this? And then they go and knock it out, you know? Um, the, the worry is always getting into trying to, three people trying to create different visions. Um, and that I've struggled with that on my first move, my first screenwriting movie called Manic. And I think the movie came out pretty good, but I know that the personal uh, toll was just too much of fighting for what you wanted the movie to be. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you, you, I think I got you at the first sentence, partnering much harder than, I mean, you explained it well too, but partnering much harder than delegating. You know? Yeah, and luckily I just get to work with these great, People. I'm not one of these guys who's like, that should have four gold buttons on the left lapel, not three. That's not how, <laughs> I, you know, when like uh, Taylor Gray, who's my uh, uh, costume designer, went off and made, uh, Taylor Gray Burke went off and made the scarecrow mask. And I'm like, all I said was, you know, make it look like something that we could literally take off of an actual scarecrow. And, and she did that. And I'm like, that's scary as hell. I love that. <laughs> I have no idea how you did that, but I love it. And <laughs> we put that mask through some, uh, through some trials. <laughs> uh, and you're in Virginia and West Virginia, uh, which you may have said already. We certainly talked about it before we started the interview proper, because I know you're from Louisiana. Now, nowadays, right. if you're not in LA, 
you're shooting in Vancouver, Atlanta, or Louisiana. So you're up in Virginia. What brought you there? Uh, it, it was this uh, Christmas movie. It was Santa Girl. And I was in Los Angeles and I had worked with this company, Capital Arts Entertainment, uh, many times. And they were looking for a director to direct Santa Girl in uh, concert with a company called the Film Studio at Shenandoah, um, which is a company that often shoots at Shenandoah University up there. So they had the locations and they wanted to make this Christmas movie and they were throwing money in. And so they were, LA was saying, why don't you go to Virginia and direct this movie. And I went and uh, had a, an amazing time, made a movie that you know, sold to Netflix and you know, got some attention to it. And they immediately wanted to make another one. Um, and then the year after, like this was made last, I guess, year. And then for this year, Shenandoah University offered me an artist in residence position. Um, so I was like, well, sure, let's give that a try. So my fiance and I moved to uh, Virginia for a year and I taught film classes and whatnot. And I shot a, uh, another Christmas movie called Cupid for Christmas that'll be coming out next year with uh, Richard Kind. There you go. I, I can see the rest of your career every year. <laughs> A Christmas movie, horror movie, Christmas movie, horror movie, Christmas movie, horror movie. Well, I mean, I got to be honest, it, it is like for the last decade. Until think, we get the Christmas horror movie and we, then your career is complete. That's next. No, <laughs> <laughs> but I've always said, like, I think I'd be happy if I could make a movie a year. Oh my God. And that's never been anything that has been close to being a real thing. I think I made um weather girl and then three years later made six month rule might be the closest i had ever gotten like two and a half three years but the last three years i've gotten to make a movie every year so i'm very spoiled right now um i i love being able to work and i like mixing genres a lot so i think i'd like a break from uh christmas right now and the the irony is that doing a christmas movie leads you directly to want to do a horror movie <laughs> and vice versa like I finished yeah, yeah. it away and I'm like, man, it'd be fun to do like a cheery Christmas movie. No sticky sugar blood, no, uh, no nighttime shoots, uh, just everybody being happy and smiling and a little romance. And then you finish one of those movies and you're like, this is so sad. I need to kill somebody. I need to kill lots of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the film is done. Is there a festival run? I saw on your website that you played at the Dead Center Film Festival. Uh, did yeah, you have that, a run? That was the plan. We wanted, like I had never done the, the genre fests. You know, I've done tons of film festivals. I love the film festival process, but I'd never done horror fests. And so we were very much looking forward to that. And that's when COVID kind of hit, right? when we were doing that. Uh, so Dead Center, we were into that, which is a film festival in Oklahoma City, which I played a bunch. Um, and I love that festival. And then while, while we were rolling up to it, they went virtual, um, which was a cool thing to be a part of. Um, but I didn't want to do multiple festivals in the virtual realm. So we just kind of pulled from all the festivals that we were looking at. And we did a, uh, a fun theatrical drive-in experience where we played four or five drive-ins, four or five tiny uh, film, uh, tiny theaters and towns that were doing well enough with covid to allow screenings um so that was really fun and that was just rolling up to this our december 22nd vod dvd blu-ray release was there a hometown to the to the actors like was there a shenandoah screening and everyone came out and a huge fuss was made about them or did Absolutely. or was it too well, late for even if it's virtual we didn't get to do a um like a 
big Q and A and like a red carpet kind of thing, but it played at the Alamo Draft House in Winchester, Virginia, for two weeks. Um, and you know they they were doing fifty percent occupancy at the time, I think. And but we quote unquote sold out, you know, both weekends, and uh, a bunch of the audience uh, actors got to come. Kyle Mangold actually was texting me from the screening. And uh, then he left and I called him. I'm like, did, so did everybody see you? Were they, you know, oh, you're the guy in the movie. And he's like, well, nobody recognized me because I had my COVID mask on like everybody else. And I'm like, oh, right. It is a different premiere experience where everyone has a mask on, <laughs> you know? Yeah, they're still probably gonna know who George Clooney is anyway after his movie. That's a good point, but it, he has it, those it, eyes. With, just with the eyes, I could still point up, dear George handsome man all right uh let's talk about then you get to gravitas ventures which mm -hmm. uh, ends up distributing the film and it's good company i mean they did like the ip man movies on dvd i think they just did jackie chan's latest so yeah. what uh, how did you end up there you know it was uh it was as simple as an experience as i've, I've ever had uh, distribution wise um i had a few connections there from santa girl because they distributed santa girl as well and I just said, you know, I'd love for you to check this out. And they loved it. And they're like, yes, we want it. And I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> so, which is a rare experience in uh, getting distribution for a movie. Um, but it went great. And they've been enthusiastic about it uh, from the, uh, from the get-go. So, you know, we're excited about this rollout. And they're getting to, for people to see it all over the place, which is awesome. Yeah, the aforementioned Paul Osborne's Cruel Hearts is over there too. So That's you right. guys all kind of uh, clumping together, which is cool. Yeah. Indie filmmakers unite, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, <laughs> every every time I do one of these, I ask the whoever comes on to tell me their favorite movie of all time. Now, you were on the movie Showcast in the garage with the whole team a couple of years ago and you told me it was Casablanca, which is a great choice because it holds up like crazy. If you've never seen it, watch it now. You'll still love it. Doesn't matter how young or old you are. But so since I've asked that question already, what would you say is your favorite horror movie of all time since we're now in delving into this genre? Right. Well, I, Halloween, I think, is perfect. The original Halloween, I think, is is so good and it's exactly what scares me which is you know why we made getaway i i'm scared of a crazy person with a knife <laughs> that's the thing that keeps me up at night like i'm not really a ghost guy i'm not you know and it's been interesting watching all these horror films and could kind of get what scares other people but halloween is the scariest horror film to me of all time and it's also simple you know it's simple it's almost elegant in its simplicity and uh I think it's a great example of a really great indie film too. Yeah, I think it's the intimacy of a person right there. You know, you could be shot from a distance, but someone right there, that there's something evil about someone who can stick that knife in you from. Oh, for sure. And there. also all those shots of like before he puts the mask on where he's way in the distance so far that you can't make out any facial recognition, but you're like, somebody's staring at us. That's so scary to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, There'll be no shortage of stabbings with uh, Getaway uh, coming to VOD December 22nd. I think that's when I'm going to post this. So it's pretty much out there by the time you, you watch this interview. So uh, that wraps another TMG interview. Follow us on Twitter at the movie guys, facebook.com slash the movie guys, as well as YouTube, iTunes, Instagram, and all that nonsense. Thank you to Blaine Weaver. Thank you. Getaway is out on VOD. Like I said, um, getawayhorror.com should give you more info. That's right. And any other plugs? Is there a social account for this or your own? 
Uh, no, I think uh, getawayhorror.com is the place to go. And uh, you can find me, Blaine Weaver, B-L-A-Y-N-E Weaver, uh, at pretty much all your social media platforms. Right on. And as ever, you can find what uh, I'm up to here at themovieguys.net. Thanks, Blaine. Dude, thank you so much. This was great.